Welcome to the Kinkist.com podcast, the safest, most comprehensive and educational space for kink, alternative lifestyle dating, connection, and community anywhere on the web. Our goal at Kinkist is to make the experience of connection one of substance and importance in this ever-increasing world of superficial monotony. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head over to kinkus.com to sign up to help us create a community of people dedicated to consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com, where we ask, what are you into? I am your host, The Real McCoy, longtime lifestyler, BDSM practitioner, and educator. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Matthias Omatola, author, intimacy coach, alchemist, teacher of Tantra and cosmic sexuality, practitioner of conscious kink and transformational BDSM. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another Kinkus podcast. I'm here with the one, the only real McCoy. Brother, it's good to have you as always. Thank you. Thank you. Coming into you from a remote location today. So forgive me if uh, my audio sounds bad or the, the video no, is bad, but uh, the Wi-Fi is terrible here. Yeah. Sometimes when you're in your secret lair, man, and you're in your uh, super villain castle, you know, you, <laughs> Scott, somewhere you gotta, in Scotland, you got to get away, but you know, the show must go on. So the here show we are. must go on. <laughs> Yeah, and that's kind of what we're talking about today on today's episode, because today's episode is all about the show going on, and especially when, yeah. oh shit, accidents happen. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit, yes. accident happened. So this is all about navigating unexpected moments in sexual play. And I think this one's a really big one because I've heard so many kind of horror stories around people's reactions or just when things get really messy. Mm -hmm. So I think this is going to be really helpful for a lot of people who are tuning in today. Yeah. And let's, let's clarify, we're talking about the horror stories in response to somebody's reactions. And that's what we're here to kind of educate people on and, and help them become comfortable with the fact that you know shit happens sometimes things get messy and and sometimes it's not just shit so i mean this is one of the big things so right. i mean if we're gonna dive right in you know pun intended you know <laughs> just dive right yeah. in so <laughs> uh you know pun intended so we're gonna dive right in it's all about and i would say the first thing whenever you're gonna go into a sexual situation is you should become familiar with anatomy and the human body and know that there is a lot mm -hmm. and you should normalize body fluids then that's everything from saliva sweat natural lubrication squirt piss tears blood excretions excrement all of it <laughs> the body has so many mm -hmm. different fluids liquids solids plasmas so if you're not okay and comfortable with the human body then that's going to create a lot of different emotion depending on what type of things you're coming across um, personally, luckily I grew up in a medical family, so I was exposed to a lot of different things from injuries, like dealing with infection, reading medical books and things like that. So I got very comfortable with some, you know, seeing blood early, seeing, you know, all types of functions of the body early, but not a lot of people, uh, you know, have that experience. So it, it can be shocking. 
Yeah, I myself had that experience very young. My first job out of high school was as an emergency medical technician. So, you know, I rode around in the back of ambulances and got to see, you know, firsthand accidents um, and you get to see blood, you get to see everything that comes with these kind of injuries. And that's including, you know, piss, shit, um, you name it, sweat, saliva, you know, it's it, tears, blood, excretion everywhere. So like you said, and you learn, you learn about the anatomy of the human body. So that helped me ironically going into, you know, sexual environments when these things would happen to remain calm and to keep my, my wits about me and not just, you know, blow up and freak out when these things happen. Now, if you educate yourself, like, like yourself and I did, that softens the blow. So if you kind of understand that these things happen and educate yourself. Obviously, we all know that they happen to us, but sometimes they happen in an accidental way. Yeah. And that's, you know, that sometimes that happens during play environments. Yeah, definitely. So things that you should, you know, just be aware of, because I mean, we named them, but you should be able to get comfortable with them, knowing that, um, you know, thinking things can come from different places too you know it's like oh great yeah and it can be very surprising so these are things to have you know communication around ahead of time but even before you get to that point if you're really educated on these different things you're going to be able to handle them a lot better if you just don't know how the body functions or when something might be showing up be it saliva be it sweat um, and you're not comfortable mm -hmm. with that, that's probably something that you're going to want to communicate, but you should be aware of what, you know, orifice is producing what, <laughs> you know, if you, you know, right. if you're getting, um, you know, saliva from the mouth, it could be from anywhere else, depending on how messy you have it. So just know that depending on how good you're doing it, it could get extremely messy. <laughs> right. And, and, we, you know, we're here at Kinkist, we talk about, a lot of top and bottom situations or dom and sub situations. If you're a dominant in the relationship, then take the initiative and go educate yourself about the human anatomy, normalize these things for yourself. So when they do happen, you can take control of the situation and ease the situation for your submissive. Yeah. And I think that ties right into kind of the next thing you want to focus on is once you're actually educated about the body and all the different functions of it, or at least around all the different, you know, things that can go in and out of the body is being able to address the accidents. And depending on what you're doing sexually or sensually or whatever the case may be, you might be more prone to certain things. If you're going into anal sex, if you are, um, you know, doing some serious face fucking or something like that. You could be dealing with more mm -hmm. tears, not saliva, you know, those different things can actually happen. So don't, don't go under the impression that, oh, I can do whatever. And it's always going to remain, you know, picture perfect. The body is going to adjust to what's going on. So knowing that you already have a plan to, Hey, if something goes wrong, how are we going to address this? And that's a big thing. So mm -hmm. exploring how to handle that in the moment, maybe you have some towels nearby, um, you know, maybe there's a minor injury, depending on what you're doing with impact play or other types of kink, there might be some uh, broken skin and there might be some blood. So these things you just need to know and actually have some, some stuff ahead of time um, within the, you know, within reason, but having that is really useful mm -hmm. versus freaking out, having to, to stop and kind of change everything depending on, you know, what's actually happening.
Oh, yeah. I highly recommend getting yourself a, a squirt blanket. Um, I, I use a sport sheets model and I love it. I get they have different sizes from full size to king size. I've got a king size that completely covers my bed. And it'll it'll cover you for any type of accidents. I mean, obviously, if it's if it's great for squirting, it's it's great for any type of accidents. Um, it's also great for um, uh, any type of needle play or type of uh, play that you're dealing with blood. And in talking about you know blood play, I not I know not everybody is into blood play, whether it be needle play or cutting or anything like that. But also understand that blood does happen. People yeah. have periods. Pe- people have. Um, where you could be fucking somebody too hard and, and little blood tears comes out. You could be, you could be, um, having anal sex and, and blood can occur. It's, you need to, um, educate yourself as to why this might occur and then help, help your, your bottom to understand why this might occur if they don't. Um, and, and then, a, you know, obviously identify that and, and find ways to deal with it. Yeah. So being able to communicate around that, yeah, having the proper things, having towels. I like the the liberator blanket is also another great one. You can also find, you know, mm-hmm. pet sheets too. Like there are affordable options out there for just pet sheets if you want to make a mess or, you know, waterproof toppers. There's a lot of different options, but just be aware of it depending on how messy you like to get or if you're looking to explore things. Um, you know, that's that's a great thing to have just to make it a little bit easier and less frustrating on cleanup, you know, cause you're, like I said, it's, it's so interesting. We named a lot of different things and I'm like, Oh yeah, there's always the next thing. Cause it's like saliva, sweat, all these other things like vomit. <laughs> that's another thing, depending mm. on how kinky it, yeah. and what you're doing. Like, Hey, that's another thing. Yeah. How are you, how are you going to deal with all this? So, you know, there's a lot of things you can do in sexual expression as well as depending on how your sub is feeling, or the bottom is feeling, you know, they might've ate too much before something. And, and now you're right. going into a, you know, really vigorous scene and that, massive you know, amount of face fucking. Right? And all of a sudden she's puking yeah. all over you. You thought you didn't have a gag <laughs> reflex. No correction. <laughs> yeah. Correction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> correction. You do. <laughs> and it's very strong. So, <laughs> so that's just something to be aware of as well as, you know, just talking about that. And we're always about consent and communication. That's all always the strongest point of all of this. So making sure that you can communicate mm-hmm. those things ahead of time and Hey, if anything happens and also make your partner aware of it, if something happens to you more frequently and you do know your body, letting them know. So it saves uh, the surprise or let them know like, Hey, this has happened to me on different occasions or um, I'm in or around my period. So just don't be surprised if like, Hey, these are the different things that are going on with my body. And then it'll help everybody just navigate the situation more. It's uh, you know, accidents do happen, but sometimes we know that, Hey, accidents could happen. And that makes just things smoother. And you want to be in a space where you can actually talk with your partner about these things, healthy in a healthy, open way. Yeah. And that brings us into our next one. Um, you know, hygiene and safety. We definitely want to talk about hygiene and safety with our partners. We want to talk about how to keep each other safe, how to, how to keep, keep each other clean in these environments. Obviously we're, we're doing things, um, in areas that are normally considered where waste comes out. If we're talking about anal sex and, and whatnot. So, we obviously want to learn how to clean ourselves 
in order to have anal sex with, with each other and, and, and to be able to enjoy it safely. And we want to do, obviously, um, regular STI testing. And when I say regular STI testing, it, it definitely go and get your anal swabs. If you're having anal sex, get your anal swabs because that's the only way to find out if you have uh, chlamydia or gonorrhea or any other um, anally transmitted disease. Yeah, if, like if you're if you're going into any of these spaces, you want to check everything thoroughly. And hygiene is a big thing too, and knowing how to react to certain things. So, especially if you're dealing with any anal activity, and if there is any blood, that's probably a sign of some type of tearing going on. So, uh, you know, in those situations, I often recommend people to back out. You know, clean up. You know, get things. You don't want to just keep going, especially depending on the tear. Um, you want to now gonna go into kind of recovery mode and healing mode and and just make sure that is you know cleaned up as much as possible and that your sub the person who's receiving the bottom is in a situation where they're okay so um you know and that's just right. one of the places i mean anywhere that you're seeing blood that it's not supposed to you know come from if somebody's not on their period or they're not expecting their period or anything like that that's a good time to you know spend extra mm -hmm. attention when it comes to hygiene because you don't want tears to then lead to infections that lead to you know more pain and suffering so be acutely aware if you know blood's coming from an unexpected place because that usually means there's a break in skin there's damage and there's a higher risk of infection or other you know other problems and, and of course, you want to talk to your partner and negotiate um, what the safety practices are necessary for this type of play. Is it is a condom necessary? Is a dam necessary? Um, is whatever type of safety regulations that you and, and your bottom are going to have, let's make sure that you have those negotiations, require the consent, and, and don't be afraid to talk about it. Yeah. And that goes into another key part of you know, dealing with any accidents is communication and emotional support. You know, before you put yourself in these vulnerable sexual situations, it's really important that you can have open, honest communication with your partner about all the different things. And especially if accidents happen, if you're going into anal spaces, if you're doing oral, uh, especially deep oral, any of that stuff, that there is some type of reassurance that either they know how to handle it. There's other things, um, there's other things put into place to be supportive of anything that actually happens and that they can be empathetic to you or you to them um, in that situation. Like that's a big thing. If you can talk about these things and you already have something worked out, you can end up laughing when things get messy instead of being embarrassed mm -hmm. or feeling shameful or like feeling a sense of anxiety. So that's something that I really encourage is, okay, we're going to be trying, we're going to be doing anal, but what if it gets messy? That's okay. Right. We have a towel here. It'll, it'll be fine. Or, you know, yeah. we have an enema. We can clean out some more if we want to keep going and things like that. I'm not afraid of a mess. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to be messy. I want you to be able oh. to let go. We can clean, clean up. These are, you know, reaffirming things when you're communicating and giving them the, mm -hmm. you know, emotional support ahead of time that they can let go. And that's a big thing for anyone who's opening up in that way. So it's something I strongly right. recommend is, is build that ahead of time, build that emotional support ahead of time before the accident ever happens. Just let them know you can cry, you can throw up, you can puke, whatever. I got you. <laughs> we, we can get through this. You can make a mess. We got blankets for it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And another thing, if you have the forethought to do so, you know, light some incense or light, light something that, that could mask any type of accident that, that could occur, that could ruin the moment. I mean, quick cleanup is easy and it happens, but you know, sometimes, uh, scents are something that can very much turn us off. So having a nice incense or a, a candle, um, close by can help you to make cleanup quick and keep play going and um, keep the communication and emotional support going and not have it to turn into a horrific moment for your bottom or, you know, just make sure that you're being communicative and giving the support where it needs to be. Yeah. And I've been in situations where, you know, some of my partners love a mess. They love to get messy and just let go. If it, they're crying, squirting, tears, saliva, oh, yeah. they're okay with it as much as possible. And they're like, okay, yeah, things could get messy, but I want to let go. We have the sheets. We have everything for it. And then mm -hmm. there's a point where it's like, okay, cool. There's a little bit of mess, but they're fine to keep going. And then there's sometimes to a point where I'm like, all right, we're going to need to stop. It's going to stink up the whole room. <laughs> like, yeah. We are making like, a serious <laughs> mess. We're just going to need to take a timeout. Like, oh, kind yeah. Of, you know, just change the curtains, <laughs> change the wallpaper real quick. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, so in yeah. having and that conversation, well, let's makes not it, yeah. And let's not forget people are into this type of play sometimes. That so, is I mean, true. That is true. There's also, there's also that there's, there's scat play, there's piss play. People are, are into making a mess. Yeah. So if, if that's your kink, no, no shame on this side. Just make, make sure that you are prepared for it and you've got your preparation out. You know um, how to take care of each other and, you know, what you need to do for aftercare. Yeah. And that's a big thing is to, once again, communicate that. If that is one of your kinks and it, it I would say those are some could be really big taboos for a lot of people is to have that. Don't just tell them, Hey, open your mouth and they don't know what's coming. You, this, yeah. this is something you definitely want to be very clear on yeah. consent that you want to try or that you're into and, and how they feel with it and build up to it. You know, I've, I've seen, yeah. you know, people just demand certain things without negotiation in different situations. And I'm like, really, they, were they, were they really consensually into that? And uh, in some situations, right. they haven't been. So talk about your kinks. We cannot emphasize that enough. Um, but yeah, these these can be some really big ones and, and big taboos for someone. And it can come off very traumatic if something it, that they are not completely aware of is happening, especially when it comes to body fluids. So just be really, really clear on, on that with everyone. Well, I, I say ease into that. And as, as far as if we're staying on the communication and emotional support, it goes both ways. So if someone brings up to you that they're into this type of play, don't blow them out of the water and make them feel don't don't kink shame them. We've had our episode on kink shaming. You know, go back and listen to that one if you need to. But if someone is bringing this up to you and they're being vulnerable about this type of play, definitely be compassionate. Be, and give them the emotional support that would be deserving of any partner. Yeah, definitely. And that brings us to, uh, you know, what I would say is, is the last part of it, which is the aftercare and reflection of everything. And, you know, how do you move forward through, through this? If you're exploring, you know, 
this for the first time, definitely taking a significant amount of time to look at what were the things that, uh, you know, what were your edges or what did you like about it? Maybe you like letting go. Maybe you liked, you know, that you could be messy and it was okay. Maybe some things created some anxiety within you and you would like some more, you know, more towels or more preparation or more communication around something. So the big thing is being in a state of kind of reflection and evaluation and not judgment. Because that's going to be the thing that allows you to feel good about the interaction instead of start processing it like it's traumatic. And that, that's a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we talk about negotiation and consent through all of our episodes. Aftercare and, and reflection is definitely something that should be negotiated and, and consented to. And um, talk to your partner. Find out what type of aftercare that they're into when exploring this type of play where these types of accidents could happen. Um, talk ahead of time with your partner about what type of accidents could happen and how that might make them feel that could give you a little bit of intuition of what kind of aftercare would be required in that situation as a top, you know, if these type of accidents do occur, whether it be blood, piss or shit, you'll know what kind of aftercare is required. What, you know, obviously we, we want get, to get to a cleanup, remove the environment, but then do I need to give immediate aftercare and, and cuddles and let them know it was okay? Or is it something that they're going to pass over and we can just say, okay, hey, we can wash that over and let's go ahead and continue with play? Yeah, no, it's really big to know where your partner's at and, and what stage, um, you know, if, it, if you can continue or if you need to, you know, adjust, stop, take a break, whatever the case may be. You know, the, the big thing is there is a lot of range, but it's accidents are going to happen. And that's the thing is some of them might be, you know, not even accidents. If you're into the play, you could be into, you know, piss play. And that's just a mess that you're just looking to make. And that's going to be a really fun night. And that's something that you both want to do. But allowing that space and having that space to feel supported throughout the experience, especially the end, you don't want to be in a situation where an accident happens. You don't talk to somebody. You kind of just like clean up and run. <laughs> you know, that can be, right. once again, that can just create anxiety or a sense of shame without being supportive of the person and kind of wrapping it all up. So, you know, this is, I think a place where doms and tops can really earn a lot of credibility and trust and connection with their bottoms and subs is when you go mm -hmm. through an accident, seeing how you actually show up and how you keep your cool is a really big thing. The better that you can handle messy situations as a top and as a dom, the more your sub is going to be able to relax and be able to let go and be a mess and be able to follow you and not have to be tense along the way because they know that you can handle messes and accidents and you have the emotional composure to be able to guide them through it and have everything handled. So that's something that I would say is a mark of a really good dom is somebody who can actually handle the uncertainty and the messiness that comes with mm -hmm. the human body in situations that subs find really comforting. Uh, brother, I, I couldn't agree more. And I just want to make one more point for everyone in these types of situations, when accidents do happen, whether you're the top or whether you're the bottom, it, it doesn't matter. It is okay to use your safe words in a moment like this. 
it is okay to be like, you know what, this is too much for me. Um, I've, I've I, red or, or yellow, whatever you need to say to, to indicate what you're feeling in that moment. As a submissive, if you don't have the words, go ahead and, and re just relate back to your, uh, your safe word. That's your baseline, and that can be your indicator for where you need to go next, whether it be aftercare or whether it be uh, it's okay to continue on with play. You can tell somebody, hey, that's a yellow. Let's go ahead and stop that kind of play. Let's get cleaned up. Then we can move on. Or it can be a red. Let's go Let's go directly to aftercare. Even, even in some cases, hey, should we clean up first? Or do you want me to go directly to aftercare and give you some, some attention? Yeah. And I, I think what you mentioned there is a key point. You might need to go directly into aftercare. And you might clean up, but don't forget the aftercare just because you're cleaned up. <laughs> it's just like, okay, we're all cleaned up right. now. Yeah. You know, I'm up moving around, getting cleaning supplies and doing other things. Make sure to check in and just have that time to, you know, really ground out together. So just because you're up and you're active right. and you're cleaning, that, that's not the end of it. The aftercare is not something that's mm -hmm. replaced with cleaning. That's two different things. Make sure that aftercare is there and check in with your sub or your bottom to make sure that they're in a really good place. So thanks again for joining us on this amazing podcast. I think this is great. I think if you know other people like this is for vanilla folks, this is for everybody right here. This is really good. Yeah. I get this a lot um, when it comes to anxiety. So I'm happy you, you've listened, you've tuned in and please share it with all of your other partners, friends, everybody who you know that's uh, you know sexual in a healthy way, this should help them feel more comfortable in the bedroom. So we always enjoy you joining us and we want to always encourage you not just to stay messy, but to stay kinky, my <laughs> friends. Stay kinky, my friends. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head on over to kinkus.com to sign up and help us create a community of people dedicated to the consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com. What are you into?